ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to the ALG podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Really quick, at the top of the show, I want to ask you all if you could please do me and David a solid and rate and review this wherever you're listening. Those rates and reviews, they really go a long way. We're really not the type to ask, but you know what? We figured we could ask today. So please go out, go rate and review. And now we're on to today's show. All right, cool. So I don't have music besides at the opening of the show, so I made my own. Today we are joined by a very special guest. He's the man who has created the brand new intro and outro music to the podcast. You may know him as Gut Muscle CEO. I know him as Anthony Changes. And of course, I'm joined alongside by my partner in crime, Fit underscore D-Rock, David Roden. Yeah, I feel like I can bust through a wall right now this is this is not a plug we didn't get i'm not getting paid for this but i'm on alpha brain right now and i feel like i could feel my skin growing so he feels like he could feel his brain ladies and gentlemen i my brain is moving right now i can feel it so today's episode ladies and gents is going to be a little bit different than what you guys are accustomed to you know uh, approaching this episode, I thought it would be cool to have someone on who's really like in the midst of the journey. You know, he's out here, he's grinding, he's staying accountable, he's doing some amazing things on Instagram, making some awesome, awesome connections. So I figured, what the hell? You know, I'm tired of having people that lost 240 something pounds, people that lost make me feel bad. And yeah, I'm really about David's feelings. You know, he 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 took me to the side and was like, you know what, John. Every time we have one of these guests on, I just, I just feel so like not worth it. No, I'm, I just, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But Anthony, what's going on, brother? What's going on, fellas? I mean, if you, if you add up all the weight that I've gained and lost, yeah, it's probably around 240. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like Pull, pulling the roller coaster. I'm intrigued to hear this. I like that. So Anthony, why don't you give us a, just a rundown of who you are and what you're doing for those at home that don't know who you are? Uh, all right. Um, so like, like the majority of the people that I've heard on different episodes, I grew up as the fat kid. That's not, uh, that's not uncommon to most of our stories. Um, so with, with that being said that that comes along with having a great personality, you know what I mean? Like you gotta be the clown. Except for this guy. I'm I'm an asshole. I'm just an asshole. (laughs) They forgot his in the womb. It happened. I think along with the beard too, but I could be wrong. Hey, quit that shit. This is offensive. Uh, yeah, no, no beer chaining. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so, I mean, like, along with uh, being overweight as a kid, you know, that, that comes with a lot of mental health struggles. So, um, I'm the youngest of three boys. So, I'm mama's baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Most. Uh, so, she was always really overprotective. And both of my older brothers are kind of like opposite of me. Okay. The oldest one is like super skinny. The middle one is a uh, really athletic and super uh, competitive. So like that made playing sports for me as a kid 
super tough and just not not fun. You know what I mean? Like I didn't enjoy it because they were so much better at it than I was. And uh, I remember like in fourth grade being like 150 pounds and wanting to try out for the local Pop Warner League. Uh, and them telling me like, and telling my parents like, he is going to have to play with the 13, 14, 15 year old kids. Right. Yep. He's going to get crushed out here. It's probably not a good look for him. And uh, that, that didn't work out. So I ended up playing baseball for like a year or two. Didn't really enjoy that because, you know, who wants to be in the outfield? Who wants to run when they're overweight? Right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that, that was a uh, that was when uh, in middle school, I started smoking weed, which kind of uh, opened up the way to normalizing eating junk food with all mm-hmm. your food. You know Hell mean? yeah. I was like, all right, I, yeah. I, I feel comfortable being fat doing this with you guys. Yeah. I totally want to smoke weed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But one, one thing what, it wasn't the peer pressure, mom. It was the Doritos at the end. <laughs> it was the Doritos. There was the free sons. What do you mean? <laughs> you can use the same straw. I'm saving them, saving the planet. You know I, mean? I'm in, I, I got, I got to ask. So I'm intrigued. Where are you from? Where you... Uh, born and raised down here, South Florida. South Florida. Okay. Okay. See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a little, uh, what, what do you, I don't want, uh, pre. What do you, whatever the term is going to be. I thought as soon as you said smoking weed in middle school, I'm like, okay, you're from SoCal. Like I just saw here from Southern California. Like that was just my thought process. Man, I've been smoking weed since the eighth grade. <laughs> and I ain't never stopped. And I ain't never stopped. But no, I, bro, I, I, I feel that. And I feel it on a personal level, you know. Um, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but when you are the fat kid, you you have a responsibility to the friend group. Okay. Right. You 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 own a very pivotal role. If you are not out here making people laugh. Holding emotions in the palm of your hand. Well, t- there's like 25 other fat kids in the grade that we could replace you with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to hold your own. It's a struggle out here. Actually, for the this, fat is, kids. this is a dead ass question. This is a serious question for all you guys. Well, there's you only ever, three of us in here. Have you ever met like a boring fat person? No. Yes. No. no. I have. <laughs> they're, they're a special type of person. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe I they're not just fat. <laughs> People are gonna hate me after this. Oh my gosh! All right, we're back. Okay, so eighth grade. So eighth grade, you were smoking the ganj. You were eating too much food. Yeah. Keep going. It blew up from there, but like a, a lot of that also has to deal with like the mental health aspect of it. So like like John was just talking about, like you have to be that special fat friend. You know what I mean? That that yeah. want around. You know what I mean? So like I feel like I put a lot of my self worth into the hands of others in the sense that if I can make them laugh then they want to keep me around. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, even if I'm making myself the butt of the jokes, it makes it easier for me to deal with it than if someone else is making me the center of attention because they're fucking roasting me. You know what I mean? Exactly. So when you couple that toxic way of thinking where I have to demean myself in order to make people want me to be around, when you couple that with like knowing you're different as far as sexuality is concerned, you open up a, a wormhole of a clusterfuck of shit going on in my brain. You know what I mean? So it's like, on one hand, I know like I'm different, but I hear the way everybody else is talking about what's different about me, even if they don't know, you know what I mean? So it's like, I- So, so I, not only were you dealing with the weight struggle, you're, you're also dealing with being in t- like understanding your own sexuality, or at this point you understand your own sexuality and it's just, you're keeping it from the world. That second part, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, okay. I'm aware of it. I'm trying to fight it and trying to combat it. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. figure it all out on you know on top of all, all that you know what I mean so it's like I know I'm different but I don't know how to express it because clearly it's not acceptable uh 
So, you know, that, that just kind of opened up a whole whirlwind. And I remember like getting diagnosed with gynecomastia at like yeah. 11 or 12. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So shirt's not coming off at the pool. Going to the now, pool, quite, nope. question for that. I'm just, I'm intrigued. Gynecomastia on the sense that you were like, you actually have the, you were just because you were that fat or because like you actually have gynecomastia on like a normal occasion. You know what you were saying? Gynecomastia on a, on a yeah. normal Okay, got you. Got you. Be there whether I lose, you know, the weight or not. Got right. you. Because like that's it's like I had gynecomastia too, but I was just because I was fat as shit, not because I had gynecomastia. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it was a, it was a lot to deal with. You know I mean, and then like you get the normal teasing from your friends and family and shit like that. But it's like while it's easy to laugh it off in public, I have to go home and I have to go to sleep and deal with that on my own. You know what I mean? And so so can I can I ask you a, a question, Anthony? At this at this point in your journey, where you're talking about right now, um, besides you, obviously, who else knows the secret about you? Uh, now at this point, everybody. No, 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 not now. Today, then. At, at that part in the journey, oh fucking no one, absolutely no uh, one. nobody. So 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 you're holding that in right now. I I can't speak from experience on this. I can't even imagine what that's like. You know having to deal with a, a weight issue and, and fitting in on, on, on that spectrum and then having to deal with not being able to tell people who you really are, like one kudos to you, right? Like, let's get that out of the way. Like fucking hats off to you, man. But secondly, the mental fuckage, right? Cause I don't even have a word that I can put on it. The mental fuckage that you had to be dealing with dude, like heavy bro. I, like I, I wish everyone in, in the world could feel exactly what I'm feeling right now talking about this because this whole weight has just come over me and I'm just like, man, I know what I was dealing with back then, but I can't even put myself in your shoes, mm-hmm. you know, dude, that's that's strength, you know, like I, I'm sure that during that time, you know, you were channeling your emotions into food, right? Because uh, as a fat kid, what else are we going to do? But but the fact that you're able to sit here and, and have this conversation right now and, and look back, like seriously, look back and, and, and see that journey. That's fuck. Like, dude, thank you. Like, that's awesome, man. Like, seriously, thank you. That that's I, I'm really choking up on this end. Yeah. I mean, I, I told myself I was going to try my hardest not to get like emotional about it. Uh, I mean, if it happens, it happens. But like, I know for for sure that music saved my life and mm-hmm. and creativity, like having that when I felt like no one else was around, like it, it's a it's a feeling that I can't describe. So when I when I talk to people and I ask them, like, you know, what are you passionate about? And like, they're like, oh, nothing like I know for a fact my life would be over if I didn't have music to be passionate about and like writing in general. You know what I mean? Like I'll journal, I'll, I'll, I'll write skits down. I'll write any idea that comes to my head. I, I like the physical act of writing, but music is what helped me get what was bottled up inside out. Even if I wasn't specifically speaking on what was troubling me deep inside, like right. Having music, that shit really saved my life. And uh, I remember a couple of episodes ago, I forgot who it was. You guys were talking about like the diet pills and Stacker 2. And, mm-hmm. uh, so like in 2005, I, I tried to take my own life by taking stack, a bunch of Stacker 2s. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I knew there was a lot of other shit that I probably won't get into, but uh, in, in 2005, uh, there was a, I had a, a, a bottle of stack of twos and it, life had just gotten like too much for me to handle. And because I, I was holding everything in and I didn't know how to maneuver around what I was experiencing. You know, I didn't know how to admit who I was. So uh, anyway, I had the, the bottle of stack of twos and I knew how they made my fucking heart race. So I figured if I took enough of them, I'll be yeah for the count you know so mm-hmm. I remember going into the bathroom where they were at and coming back into my room and uh, swallow i swallowed like five or six of them and then i was like, like i really want this to be over with so i chewed like another three or four of them and that Jesus. made me puke you know what i mean so like those three that i'd already swallowed and what i was trying to take on top of that like it all came back up and i remember like the next two weeks after that I was absolutely miserable because you know now I'm feeling like I can't even I can't even fucking take my own life right I, mean, like, I can't I can't who what am I doing on this fucking planet uh and then it took a while for me to realize like you're here for a fucking reason like yeah you, you gotta own this you know I mean like whatever it is you're still walking and breathing which means you have another chance to get this fucking right it's it's fascinating because like that's it's I have no. This, I, I gotta. I gotta. This is gonna be a different episode. I can tell. Um, so I had a very similar experience. Uh, so when I was 18, 400 plus pounds, and like, well, I felt trapped. Obviously, my trappedness was my body. Like, and it's it's ironic because, like, again, this was this was so fascinating. Is we can always, no, we can always trick our brain to making ourselves look like our life is worse than it is. And flip of the coin, we can always trick our brain into thinking that the world is better than what it is. And it's fascinating because I mean, if I mean, Anthony, if you don't know my like my like my my dad being a doctor, my mom's a stay-at-home mom. I grew up in a seven thousand square foot house with everything you'd ask for, all the friends, all the everything. And I remember when I was eighteen, being so trapped in my body that like feeling like such a failure. I almost I almost ended my own life as well. Uh, mine was a whole different bag of worms. Was, I was in a my seven, I was in my private custom shower marble with in the shower. And it was just, now I never acted upon it, but it was just like that feeling. Um, but it is fascinating. Cause like how doesn't matter what experiences you have or hadn't have, you can still get to a very dark place. It's just fascinating. Cause like comparing your story of, of not being able to convey your sexuality, being stuck in these different things and getting to that dark place. And then me, I'm not saying I'm, I was blessed, but let's be honest here. I was blessed with my upbringing and I still put myself into a very dark corner. And it's just fascinating. I find it fascinating sure. that no matter what background experience you have, you can have people that just thrive and do crazy transformations and people like in a dark places really quick. And it's it just, it just, it, it humbles me where you can see people in the same experience have two completely different outcomes and you're just like holy shit it's, it's just fascinating i just find it fascinating mental health does not give a fuck about your circumstances no it care about your upbringing it doesn't care about how much money you make if your mental health is suffering it's going to suffer no matter what environment you're in you're mm-hmm. damn fucking right it is you're damn right that's all right all right I, I i gotta pivot the emotion completely for a second because i i'm going off of anthony's previous <sighs> statement which I think is so fun because this is one of my favorite things to do. So when people hit me up on social media and they say they're depressed, they're overweight, they're stuck, all this kind of stuff. And they're like asking for help. You know, the first thing I ask them, 
what are you passionate about? And they're just like, what do you mean? What am I passionate about? I, I, I asked for help. I'm helping you. What are you passionate about? And just getting them to just pivot to something that they enjoy just for a hot second, it raises their emotions. And all of a sudden, like when you ask the deeper questions, it's a whole different dynamic because now they're at least they've put themselves in like this passionate feeling before they ask those deep, dark questions. And it's one of my favorite things to do with people because you can even in person or through the phone, it's always the same response, which is like, they're at like, they ask you for help. And then you throw them a curveball by going, well, what are you passionate about? <laughs> uh, 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 ready to pour out my soul. You know, <laughs> what do I like to do is this, is this exactly. what is going on, David? What? Exactly. So actually that, that actually brings me to what I wanted to say, which is um, what brought you to your passion of music? Um, yeah. Oh, that's a, okay. So uh, the, the quick answer is, well, my mom uh, growing up worked as a manager at Camelot music. Okay. Constantly bringing home different like store tapes that they would play in the stores, you know, so I would get like everything from, uh, Prince to Mariah Carey to Whitney Houston. Uh, uh, some of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, so like she would come up with just a, 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 a everything you could think of, everything right. that's fun. And then I remember growing up, I, it's just going to sound cliche as fuck, but whatever, like reading Dr. Seuss and like enjoying how much things can rhyme. You know what I mean? So like it, it, it just kind of stemmed from those two things. And then my dad's also really into music too. He's, you know, had his own bands and whatnot, uh, all Spanish music, but uh, so like it all kind of worked together. So between my love of writing, like the physical act of writing, the music background from my parents, and then like having uh, an affinity for having words come together and rhyme, uh, it just it just blossomed from there. Um, and like it was something that I didn't I didn't have to go outside to do. You know what I mean, so I wasn't good right. at you know shooting basketball or I couldn't I could throw the football, but I wasn't fucking great at it. You know, right. so I was like I don't. I don't have to compete with my brothers in that aspect. I can just go and, and do this creative shit that I thoroughly enjoy and mm -hmm. just be in my room by myself. I don't need anybody for this. It was, it was right. beautiful. Uh, so that, that kind of fueled the depression as well. So while I can say that music saved my life, it also contributed to depression that I felt in the sense that like, you know, especially with hip hop, like that was, that was just anti-gay for the longest. I mean, mm -hmm. it's leaps and bounds ahead of where it, it, it was before which is great but at least in my era it was like damn i i feel like i have to choose because like this makes me really fucking happy like i thoroughly enjoy doing this but i also know that this is who i am right now I, i'm here at a fork in the road and it's like every couple of years i would shift i was like okay well i'm gonna go this way because i know this is who i am but then like damn i miss doing music so let me pivot back and go this way so all my life i've been you know zigzagging down this yellow brick road and never really focusing on what makes me happy. You know what I mean? Right. So oh, yeah. I had to choose. That was that was tough. Uh, so where where was that clarity moment for you? Where was that aha? The most recent what 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 drove me to finally come out was realizing that I was repeating the same behaviors over and over. So like having that open, honest conversation with myself. You know, I had seen therapists before and whatnot and, and, you know, it brought me a lot of peace, which is good. But, you know, I was, I was constantly dating women knowing like deep down inside, I know it wasn't going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like sex would be good. It would be fine. It was fun. It was great. But I always knew like, this isn't going to, this isn't going to end well. You know what I mean? Like you're either going to catch me with a guy or I'm going to just be miserable 
and we go and start a family or whatever the case may be. So uh, the most recent one was this, this beautiful, lovely young lady named Dina, the love of my life. I love this girl with all my heart. Uh, she has a daughter and that's what really drove me to be honest with myself because it's like, I can, I can break the girl's heart, no problem. But now right. she has a child. I can't, I can't risk this little girl being brokenhearted for no reason. She's an innocent bystander. So thankfully Dina was able to, you know, she understood my situation and, you know, she hated me for a little bit, but <laughs> it's fine. Like she got over it. But uh, that's right. really when I realized like, how long are you going to do this for dog? Like how long are yeah. you going to be, you know, how long are you going to be in the closet? How long are you going to hide? So I came out the pockets of people, you know, throughout the years, but like June 30th, 2019 was the day that I decided, you know what, let's type up this letter. Let's just fucking own it, put it out there. And like, whoever's still rocking with me, rocking with me. If not like, fuck them. Dude, I fucking love that. I love that for real. That's, that's fucking whew. That's, I don't even know if manly is the right pronoun to use here, but that's fucking like <laughs> stand up manly fucking hardcore dude. Like there there's, there's like a difference between there really is a difference between hiding behind who you want people to see you as and, and being the person that you know that you are. And when you're able to, to grab that person that you know that you are and put them in the forefront of your whole life, whew, that is just, and I'm sure, listen, obviously you've experienced that feeling, you know, that wave of emotion, because that's exactly what it had to be. It was just a tidal wave of emotion. So at that moment, on that date, when, when you finally told the world, hey, this is who the fuck Anthony is, you know, love me or leave me. Um, did you start to have more clarity on the weight end of the spectrum of your life? One thousand percent. Hell yeah. One thousand percent. Because like I knew like going into it, I always knew that like this mental health aspect of it all affected everything else because I couldn't shake the cloudiness that was in here regarding who I was that I couldn't focus my time and energy on eating right or, you know, saving for the future or, you know, focusing on school and, and getting done everything that I wanted to get done, you know? So it was, it was a big ass cloud that just prevented everything. So while I would, I have no problem working out, I can go work out seven days a week and be mm -hmm. fine, but it's my diet that really, really suffered. And that's because it was like, it's easier to go out drinking with friends and then hit up Taco Bell or Wendy's on the always. way home. You know what I mean? Talk and dirty to me. Always. Yes. Always. Yes. Yes. Talk, baby. Say yes. Taco Bell one more time. <laughs> Say, Say Taco Bell. Say it slow for me. <laughs> well, you know, so like I'd go and I'd eat all this shit and then, and then ruin the, 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 the progress that I had already made. Right. So, you know, it, once I decided to, come out to the world mm -hmm. I knew, okay like it, it's a free-for-all like now like i can be authentically me and there's no difference from the me i was yesterday and the me i am today except that like i don't have any secrets right you know yeah I mean? I was, I, that's where I was, I was very much going in that whole line of like when you respect yourself fully part of that respect of like being authentically to you is like, all right, now I need to treat my body with respect because now I'm respecting myself in this. Well, I, th I think that's also like your own personal reward, you know, like you allowed yourself to put yourself on that pedestal and say, okay, here I am. And, and your reward now is 
now you get to better the rest of your your life because you're sitting on that crutch for so long. Oh, this is not me. This is not me. This is not me. And then you go home and you're like, well, fuck, this is really fucking me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I can't even tell you, I can't even imagine what that teeter totter in your brain is like. But again, and, and, and I've said it multiple times so far on the show, but like the fact that you were able to get from that point A of hiding and, and, and whatnot to, to this and now say, okay, Anthony, it's time to fix the rest of the package. Like, fuck balls. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, so, so after, after now coming out, right. What did you, now you said it perfectly yourself. Your diet was shit. Now I don't, I personally don't like to use the word diet to me, a diet naturally mentally, it says, okay, this has a beginning point and end point, And I'm going to rush to that end point as quickly as possible. The way that I describe it to people is lifestyle, lifestyle habits, lifestyle eating. So when you break it down, and this is what I tell people, when you're looking to get on this weight loss journey, you know, you need to put in 200%. That's hundred percent accountability. 80% lifestyle, aka diet, 20% working out. Working out means shit, you know, in the grand scheme of it all, you know, like, like you just said, you could work out seven days a week. If you're not fixing the lifestyle, you're not fixing the daily habits, nothing's going to change. So what did you do to fix the lifestyle? Uh, well, I had, uh, I, it, going back before I came out, I, I was diagnosed with a condition called diverticulosis, which is the okay. movement of pockets in the large intestine. So mm-hmm. things that don't get digested, think, you know, peanuts, popcorn, sesame seeds, things like that get trapped in there. It causes uh, inflammation of that pocket. You risk it, it rupturing and it causes a severe pain. So this was in 2012 and I was in my mid twenties. So I get diagnosed with it. And the doctors are all like, you're not supposed to experience this until you're like 70. Like, like this is a problem. I was bartending, so I didn't have a, I didn't have any insurance, or whatever. So that was like a $40,000 stay at the hospital for three days. That was fun. And then I just dealt with it for the next six or seven years, you know, having episodes every three months, yeah. every three months. And then when I went to go see a gastroenterologist, he was like, you need to have surgery. You need to have this part of your large intestine removed, but you also need to lose weight. Like right. you got to lose at least 50 pounds. Um, and he told me that the few times that I went to go see him, cause I was required to go see him after every episode. Uh, at, at, at which point I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm having another episode. I know it's just three days of a clear liquid diet. It'll go away. You know, if I need antibiotics, maybe I'll go see a doctor. Um, but then fast forward to me at the job that I'm at now with insurance, mm-hmm. I, I, I got serious right before I came out. Was it? Okay. Maybe it was, it was, Maybe it's right after either way, uh, right around the same time. So I was like, you know what? I got to lose this fucking weight so I can get the surgery. I got the insurance. There's, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to get this done. Right. So I started parking further away from where, you know, the, the furthest parking spot I can find. And then I started taking the stairs everywhere as opposed to, uh, taking the elevator. And then I started packing my lunch, eating salads and drinking a fuck ton of water. And before you know it, I lost 33 out of the 50 pounds. And that brought me down to like 250, you know, okay. at that point. And uh, I went to go, I went to go see the surgeon for a consultation. And he looked over my records at the hospital and he was like, bro, I would have done this surgery for you back then with even another 50 pounds on top of this, because like, it's that bad. Right. So he, uh, he goes in there, he cuts it out. And then after the surgery, he tells me, he's like, what you didn't realize was one of your pockets had ruptured and you had developed an abscess. So like you, you could have, 
you could have poisoned yourself. You know I mean like you could have right. could have died. Thankfully, it it sealed and just grew a big fucking abscess. So I was like, okay, 2019, I had my surgery. I'm feeling great. I'm like, all right, now I can go back to eating all the shit that I wasn't able to eat before. I can go back to eating peanuts and go to the movies and eat a fuck a large popcorn. You know what I mean? Right. That's normal. And uh yeah, before I knew it, less than six months later, I'm I'm back up to like 90. So the the 33 pounds that I'd lost, I had gained a majority of that back plus some more. And that's when in, in 2020 I joined the gym that I'm at now, fit for life. And uh as far as the diet. I realized after two months of working out at Fit for Life that, well, that was when COVID shut down. So COVID shut us down. I gained a little bit of weight back then. And then in June, from June to September, I was working my ass off, going to the gym four or five times a week, but I was still gaining weight. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Right. Again, I needed to have that honest conversation with myself, like, stupid. It's the fucking McDonald's. And the- <laughs> <laughs> so the but bacon- I just thought <laughs> if you went to the gym... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I had a cousin one time tell me that just like, David, it's just about going to the gym. You know, I have to change my nutrition. I go like, shut the fuck up. But I'm in a caloric deficit. Yeah, right. So, you know, like you realize like you have to have these honest conversations with yourself to be like, okay, like I am still being my own worst enemy. So like yeah. I cleared my mental health and I'm, I'm working on my physical health. Now I need to really focus in and dial in on that nutritional health. So Fast forward to October of last year, October 10th. I'll never forget it. That's when I went to the doctor because I hurt my back and I step on the scale and I'm 302. And I'm like, how the fuck did I get back up to 300? Like my highest recorded weight is 326. How am I like, I'm paying a lot of money to go to this gym to gain weight. I can do this shit for free. Like what, what am I doing? I can do this for free. Right. So, and that's when, you know, I had heard a lot about Noom. And, this know, is my i'm so excited all right i was wondering when it was coming man i i saw it on your instagram and i'm like oh he does noom i don't know noom so i'm so intrigued go so, so yeah so october 10th hits i realized like i got to do something about my diet and i know as a psychology major uh it like that's what attracted me to noom it was a psychology based habit uh changing and you know, it's, it's real similar to like, like Dave was saying earlier, my fitness pal, in, in the sense that it requires you to track your food. It helps you break your fear of the scale and the number of that scale by having you log your weight every single morning, which I, which I love. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, that's a what I do, scale, but I, I like seeing where I'm at and I right. like seeing that the trend is going down. Um, but Noom gives you articles to read that explain different things that happen in your body that explain why you may feel hungry or why you may be craving a sweet or something salty or anything like that. And then it gives you tips on how to curb those, those, uh, those cravings and mm-hmm. like how to, how to really dial in on what you're eating. So they don't tell you, they don't tell you like anything is off, off the table. You like eat whatever it is you want, but right. Be mindful about what you're eating. I mean, so they give you a certain amount of calories because they want you to be, you know, they, they want you to have that caloric deficit. Um, but they also give you a coach, someone that checks in with you. Hey, if you have any questions, whatever, you know, reach out to me, which I like. Same person every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is cool. You know, I haven't, I haven't really needed her um, because like, uh, I know what I have to do. You know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. If you reach out to me, I'll reach back. But like, I don't, I don't need to sit down and have you ask me. So, what do you think you could do different? Like, uh, like right. I, I need to do. Like, just right, 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 right. <laughs> do my thing, and I'll, sh- I can show you better than I can tell you that I can get this done. Um, but I, I still love Noom because it, it really helped me dial in on on my nutrition. 
So, uh, and I've lost 10 pounds consistently since October, you know, so I'm down 38 total now since then. So I'm, I'm right on point with uh, where I need to be. But okay. The, That's the awesome. Difference between Weight Watchers and Noom for me was Noom doesn't really have the community aspect, you know, and I tried Weight Watchers a while ago and I, it just, it, I, I didn't like it, you know, but I, I am a big believer in things happening exactly when they're supposed to. So yes. I started Noom in October and I was able to lose weight over the holidays, which I'm very proud of because that was always a struggling you know point for me. And then I decided to create this whole gut muscle CEO thing to hold myself accountable. And the first couple of people I meet all have this same three letters popping up. <laughs> It's all this ALG shit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> this ALG shit. So I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. You know what I mean? So right. I feel like I'm getting everything that these apps have to offer in different spots. So I'm getting mm-hmm. the nutrition stuff from Noom, tracking it via my fitness pal and the community aspect that Weight Watchers has, I'm getting from you guys. Yeah. So it's like I I I I, I just, I love David, it. David, are, are we the large soda or the fry in the combo here? I, I can't tell. Uh, we're, we're, the, we're the ketchup. Oh, okay. We go over everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, that was good. That might be the wittiest thing you've said. Speaking of, speaking of witty things, oh my gosh, a intuitive eater nutritionist zealot on TikTok was talking shit about Noom. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't even know what Noom is, but just shut the fuck up. I mean, like, it, it's it, there's no difference between like if you use free weights or you use machines it doesn't matter so long as you're getting the results that you're looking for like yeah right you use a pen or a pencil whatever your tool is you know if you're getting results it, it's working for you congratulations if you're not doing eight reps <laughs> your muscle doesn't understand yeah if you do 12 your mu- if you do more than 20 reps it's it's burning fat if you do less than six it's you, you really think there's a fucking pedometer with your with your pec muscles? No, there's no fucking difference. It's pushing the muscle to failure, yes. But oh yeah, your 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 pec muscle has a pedometer. Like oh yeah. How, how did you find this program? Uh Noom? Yeah. I had seen um actually Dina, the, the young lady I was speaking about earlier, she she had uh told me about it beforehand, but like again, like I I just wasn't ready. You can be told what to do left and right until you're right. Ready truth now th- this is a monthly subscription fee like is this like top tier fitness pal my fitness pal where you pay to have access to the macros and everything like that kind of because like yeah they, it's like you you either pay monthly or you don't you know I mean so it's not like a okay thing, you know yeah, um, yeah but they they offer you like the free uh tracking and uh you just don't get the articles or the coaching or anything like okay that, okay cool 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 which i love um but uh working out and right now, okay, so my focus now in nutrition is, is counting my macros and, and, and learning how to fuel my body. Because while Noom can tell me, like, just stay under this amount of calories, um, mm-hmm. with me being as active as I have been and working out seven days a week, I need to fuel my body so that my body doesn't go into starvation. So, you know, I need to hold on to everything that you're giving me because you're not giving me enough. Mm-hmm. So I kind of beat that plateau. So that's where so I'm do you, that's does, awesome. does Noom do macros or just, just calories? It's just calories, but the okay. good thing is that like when I log into my fitness pal, it shoots straight over to Noom. Oh, okay. Oh, they're tag teaming. Are they tag teaming? Are they like I don't partners? Think no, I think they probably can connect, but they're probably not. It's partners. like you connect your Apple Watch, so like. Uh, oh, okay. All right, got it. Cool. 
No, that's dope. All right, I got to know. What are your macros? Tell uh, me. So I, I have like 3,011 calories okay. uh, total and then 333 grams of carbohydrates. Uh, hold on one second. I got to pull it up. I am not prepared. I was not prepared for this question. So, you know, thing with David is you have to just be prepared. Just be prepared for anything. Yeah, questions. For anything. questions, questions. Wow. I wrote everything down, but this like, <laughs> yep. See, you fucked up. Exactly. Just so, an- anticipate. You'll never be able to anticipate me. Yeah. 75 grams of fat and 251 grams of protein. 250 baby. I love it. That's where I like to see that protein at, mm-hmm. I'm but that's fuck. so much protein. I don't give a fuck. Eat it. So fit, fit for life where you're working out. That's a CrossFit hit. What is it? Hit gym. Okay, cool. That's very dope. Yeah. So like, again, like I've been paying, this is, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, one of my first goals was to cancel Planet Fitness. I yes. Yes. That was a great conversation. Offended. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Planet Fitness is great. If you know what the fuck you do, you know what I mean? Like I have no idea what I'm doing when I go to the gym. And again, it's, it's really uncomfortable for me because I haven't completely lost my weight and I don't look like I know what I'm doing. So I, I, I don't like sharing machines or like waiting for the next guy or, you know, we're going to do your set and I'll do mine and then you'll put your weight back on. Like, I hate that shit. Yeah. I need someone yelling at me or telling me what to do. Me too, bro. You know, so I, it's the hit classes worked for me. See, that's so funny because I love just being in my own little world. Nope. I was in my own little world for so long. I ended up at 510 pounds. So yeah, I'm the guy who grunts and yells at myself in the in Planet Fitness until they yell at me. Oh no, I grunt and I yell. I talk <laughs> hell of shit every class before it. You know, so no complaints there. They allow me. They embrace my crazy. So I love them for that. No, that that's awesome. So you have really you ran the gambit here, man. Like weight loss aside, which. That's why I really loved having you on, man, because it, it, this story, your story is just so much deeper than weight loss. Like when I when I see you, I, I just feel like this whole weight loss journey thing for you, it, it's very big. It's very important. But in the grand scheme of things, this is going to be just such a little footnote in the story of Anthony. You know what I mean? Like you get it. You, you do, you really get it. You get what you have to do. You know that, you know, the path of getting there and you've overcome this battle within yourself that was holding you back from even taking the first step. So like now the, the potential, the, the expectations, everything is just off the charts, you know? So what do you have in store next? Like what, what do you want to take a crack at? Uh, I definitely want to hit, I want to try a Spartan race. I want to hit an OCR. Let's do it, baby. You let me know. I want to do one so bad, man. Like, you know, unfortunately COVID hit at the wrong time. Cause like it fucked everything up. Like yeah. everything, like everything that I had been working so hard to get up to it, like fucked on. It's like, Oh, you just came out of the closet. Cool. Go hang out in the living room. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Can't meet nobody. Right, stupid ass, sit your ass down somewhere, and then like going to the gym, like all right, I'm going to the gym hardcore. Like, nope, you're gonna sit your ass home and try and do it virtually. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Uh, but I worked it out. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to try an OCR race. And um, who knows? Like once I, once I once I lose the weight, I'll see what what shape my body's in. And I think this is one of the first conversations I had with David. I had reached out to him on Instagram of like can I ask you a personal question? And I asked him about, you know, his uh, skin removal and all that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, if it's, if it's my reality, okay, cool. I'll deal with it when I get there. It's either something I'm going to want to have something I'm going to need to have depending on rashes or whatever the case may be, or it's going to be something I'm going to, you know, enjoy. And like, these are my scars. These are my battle wounds and I'm proud to show them. You know what I mean? 
So, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But I love that because there's a lot of people out there that have sent that same DM that you said that you sent and they'll get the response about the skin removal and whatnot. And that one response will stop them. Mm -hmm. Like that one little thing, you know, the fact that you have that mental toughness, you know, yeah. Okay. I get it. Like this is what's on the, the flip of the coin here, but extra skin or growing more and more into morbid obesity. You know what I'm saying? Like live past 45. Yeah. Excess you know? flabby skin. Live past. And, and this 45. isn't coming at anybody, you know, because like there could be someone on here listening that hasn't started their weight loss journey at all, you know, and they're in that same spot at, that we're talking about now. And they've shot that DM and that DM response that they got that kind of took them off that path. Come back. Like if that's you, please come back. Like skin, don't let skin hold you back from following what you need to do. Like Skin is nothing in the long run. Yeah, is it going to cost you money? Yes, if you decide to go that route. But just like Anthony said, you could be a person that never, ever gets skin surgery. Look at Obese to Beast. A lot of people love Mm -hmm. Obese to Beast. I think John is an awesome guy. He has chosen and he speaks passionately about never having skin surgery, which all the power to him. to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Me, originally, never thought I was going to have the skin surgery done. And then I had a shit ton of rashes. I couldn't deal with that anymore. And that was it. And then I, I dealt with it. I figured out how to get it done and I got it done and I'm scheduling to do more. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it just happens. And, and, and just like losing weight, the journey itself is not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so many ways to approach this. So many different ways. Health, health, health and happiness has to be the foundation. And yeah. Oh, always. But, always, but, always. but the whole point about that is, is health and happiness has such a, has such a balance to it. Like, Health doesn't mean six pack abs, right? Happiness doesn't necessarily mean six pack abs. And so like, and, but, but health should be, and does that mean 20 extra pounds of excess skin and all that stuff? Sure. That's fine. You want to eat some, you want to eat some Taco Bell once a week to, and keep that extra little flat. Fine. That's not that you can, you can get away with that. Now, 150 pounds of flabbiness. We, we got to talk here. That's your, your health. You may be happy. Right, but I know comfortable. I know there's so (laughs) much. Right, exactly, exactly. Anthony, um, first of all, thank you for for being on today, uh, and thank you for being so open. Um, I think that this was this blew my expectations as far as a conversation goes. If I could, if I could be blunt and frank, um, I think a lot of people are going to take a lot from this, and your story is is literally still being written, and I. I'm going to invite you back on, you know, the podcast again, me and David are going to love to have you on again. Um, but before we wrap up this one, yes, David, can I do the questions? Oh yeah, sure. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. I, I, it has it is popped up and I have an idea. Oh, oh, he's going to change the question. I'm going to change. See, the he questions. approached this with, can I ask the questions? And then goes, yep. I'm going to change the question. I was prepared this? for questions that have been asked on every single episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Cause you're in the middle of your journey. You just, you're in the first three, you're the first 35 pounds, 40 pounds, which is fantastic. Give me three pieces of advice that you would tell your future self. Now future self. Uh, I would. Okay. Uh, so I would tell, I would tell my younger self, wait, wait, no, your future, oh, self. No, future self, future oh. self. Hey man, uh, so I'm speaking you into existence here. Come on. It, it's it's 
it's going to be worth it. A uh, piece of advice. Fuck, man, this is difficult. Like for my future self. Hey, man, I'm proud of you for getting this done. Um, okay. 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 It was worth every single tear. You know, uh, happiness is not something that you can buy. So I'm glad you had this, uh, this passion for what you do, passion to be creative, because that, that's always going to be there for you. Money's going to come and go. Jobs are going to come and go. Friends and, and lovers are going to come and go. But your creativity and your passion is yours and all yours. I, hope that I love that. Free. That was, that was good. That was, I love that. But okay. now, now, now I need to know, I need to know my questions. Okay. <laughs> all right, Dave, I'm really proud of you. Cause I'm, I'm really impressed about that question, but now, now for the fucking, the real questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anthony, yeah. if you could go back in time and you could speak to eighth grade, Anthony was smoking weed, hiding who he is. Um, and just dealing with a lot of Taco Bell. What, what would you uh, what would you tell him? Man, own who you are and you will avoid a lot of heartache and unnecessary uh, strife. I've heard a lot of people answer this question and be like, oh, I wouldn't tell them that anything or, you know, I wouldn't change anything because, you know, my journey has led me to this point. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but I went through a lot of hell unnecessarily, you know, and, um, you know, it, it was part of my journey and it, it's helped me develop that mental toughness that, that has you know got me to this point but man like who knows what the possibilities would be had you owned that earlier so that's that's one thing i would tell uh second thing is keep up never let go of what you're passionate about like do that until the day you die you know and just and also don't don't be the catalyst for your own death so tighten up on your eating and, and your recreational activities, you know, take, take control of everything you can be now. I love that. That would, that was from the heart. And I really love that a lot. Um, before we wrap up, we do have one more question for you, Anthony. Um, three solid pieces of advice. They don't have to specifically be about weight loss for the people listening at home. Find something to be passionate about. You know, it doesn't have to make you money. You know, if it's a hobby, just let, let it be what it is, but it will, it will stimulate your mind enough to kind of keep you out of a, a dark place. Uh, be open and honest about who you are and living authentically. And don't be afraid to reach out when you feel like the world is coming in, crashing down on you. Amazing. Anthony, where can we find you? And most importantly, where can people listen to your music? Oh, okay. So like all my music is on SoundCloud, but like the best of my music can be found on uh, uh, Spotify and on uh, iTunes, Google Music, you know, Pandora, that whole stuff. And I'm all, all Anthony Changes. So Anthony Changes on all the uh, social media. Uh, Gut Muscle CEO, though, is my Instagram that it's documenting strictly my, uh, my journey on uh, health, wealth, and nutrition. You know what I mean? I love yeah. it, dude. Anthony Th Changes. Anthony, I want to thank you again for coming on. You, you, this story is going to inspire a lot of people. It's going to help change a lot of lives. So thank you for sharing it with us. I can't wait to see what the future has for you. And thank you for being such a positive light in the ALG community call every Wednesday. Uh, guys, before we wrap up, I want to thank everyone for taking time out and listening to today's episode. Uh, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Share it with a friend. Those rates and reviews mean more than you know, so we appreciate it on this side. Um, you can join us each and every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the absolute free ALG community call. We are accepting new members literally every day, and we would love to meet you. 
Um, I think that's really it. You know, I'm John Arpino. That's fit. David D rock, whatever his name is today. What's your name today? John Stamos. Oh, okay. And that's John Stamos. Oh, wow. And we, he picks a guy that can grow facial hair. I love it. Don't you love it? But he says he doesn't want facial hair. Anyway, that's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay beautiful. Stay sexy. Stay accountable. Screw you guys. I'm going home.